stay tuned for the Sean Casey Show, a podcast for patriots. And welcome back to the Sean Casey Show, a podcast for Patriots all this week. We are uh, giving the staff uh, time off for the holidays, so no full episodes. But we do have Casey commentaries dropping uh, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, including Saturday as well, all the way up to January 6th. So uh, at least there'll be some coverage of what's happening in the news. Boy, there's lots of it today. Uh, Welcome back to the show. Thank you for downloading and subscribing, listening. And don't forget to rate and review us as well. Spread the word, spread the wealth. And this is, again, where we, the people, meet uh, to foment uh, resistance uh, and uh, that to the march to Marxism being led by Chairman Joe and Cacklin Kamala Harris. Uh, Title 42 is a part of the U.S. Code, which has now been ruled on by the Supreme Court. More on that in just a second. But I want to give you a little bit of background just in case you are not that uh, well versed in immigration matters and or there's a lot of discussion about Title 42. Title 42 is not immigration law. It is public health law. It was used by the uh, Trump administration during the pandemic, during the uh, the release of the Chicom virus, the Fauci virus, whatever you want to call it, uh, to make sure that people couldn't get into this country uh, and, uh, and spread uh, the virus. And so that's what they've been using uh, to uh, detain uh, people at our border, uh, to have them remain in Mexico while they seek asylum until their asylum hearings can be conducted and to keep them out of the country. And it has been, obviously, the left hates it uh, because the left are a bunch of open borders reconquistas. And, uh, of course, the courts have, uh, for the most part, upheld Title 42 and the latest being the Supreme Court. We'll get to the other uh, necessary provisions of the immigration laws in just a second. But the Supreme Court uh, last week had temporarily blocked uh, the a lifting of Title 42, uh, blocked the uh, Biden administration and gave them, a, you know, basically a, a week's delay, reprieve, if you will, uh, for them to, you know, figure it out. Well, of course, the Biden regime are open border reconquistas, as I said, and they have no interest in uh, lifting or, or keeping Title 42 in place. So once again, the Supreme Court delayed it and said, we'll wait till December 27th. Yesterday was the hearing. And of course, the Supreme Court has now blocked the Biden regime from lifting Title 42, which allowed Customs and Border Patrol to expel cross-border illegals due to the COVID-19 emergency. And just to give you an idea, the numbers we're talking about here, had Title 42 been lifted as of yesterday, they were expecting on our southern border upwards of 42,000 crossings or encounters a day, over 14,000 a month, and uh, close to 5.1 million in one year. That's how bad it is. Imagine the damage. And this is, I wish Fox News and the rest of these so-called conservative news organizations and pundits would stop, you know, portraying this as being incompetent. This is not Alejandro Mayorkas being incompetent. In fact, he's being probably one of the most competent Biden administration officials out there today because this is being done intentionally. This is deliberate. Uh, This is the reason why Joe Biden, on day one of his installation, decided to dismantle all of Trump's immigration policies, all of his energy policies, because of the the agenda of the Marxists in our country today. So it is not by, um, this is Cloward Piven, which we've said it a million times on this program. That's probably a little bit of a uh, overestimate. But in, in any event, we've said it numerous times here that this is being done to throw as much as they can to collapse the system. And that what system? Free markets, capitalism, 
the exceptional United States of America. So those are the sheer numbers. And uh, the 5-4 decision yesterday, surprisingly, Justice Gorsuch, and I'm not surprised by this, because technically I think Gorsuch may be right here. Uh, in his dissent, he said the current border crisis is not a COVID crisis. The pandemic, uh, by way of policy, uh, previously allowed for the expulsion of these would-be illegals, but the federal government terminated these orders this past April, when uh, which uh, when no longer necessary or appropriate. And here's what Gorsuch noted in his dissent. Quote, courts should not be in the business of perpetuating administrative edicts designed for one emergency only because elected officials have failed to address a different emergency. We are a court of law, not policymakers of last resort. But we do know that the court, in this particular case, the or the administration, I should say, has deliberately refused now uh, to enforce the law. Uh, we do know that the Biden administration has gone in and dismantled all of Trump's policies that has created this total invasion of our southern border and this um, you know, uncontrolled chaos that is now being distributed along with fentanyl, terrorists, sex traffickers, human traffickers, uh, cartel gangbangers, and the like all across our country. Our country is not, a, um, is not a safer place as a result of these reckless and feckless Biden administration policies. So, so the question that needs to be asked here, two things. One, in their pleadings, uh, the administration, in order to keep uh, student, don't, uh, student loan uh, deferment, because they can't forgive, they're not, they don't have the power to do that, in order to keep the student loan deferment in place and get young votes, in order to keep Medicaid expansion in place and get um, more poor votes, uh, then the Biden administration needs to keep this, this narrative alive that the pandemic is still, in a, we're still in a state of emergency. Even though now we now have Dr. Ja admitting the masks don't work. That's a, a commentary for another day. So anyway, the bottom line is, what do you do uh, if you're the court and you have the administration and, and one side of the mouth saying there is a COVID emergency uh, and uh, and then on the other side of the mouth saying, no, there's no longer a COVID emergency. We're ending Title 42. Well, that is obviously contradictory. Uh, and uh, people are going to suffer as a result. So the court was faced with that decision. As well as, what do you do when Congress won't? Uh, when you have people that won't enforce current laws on the books. Uh, and that is what uh, another dilemma that the Supreme Court faced. And Congress won't do its job. So, you know, Gorsuch is right, technically. Um, so, again, um, I do, I, he did not agree with the left in his dissent. He just happened uh, to disagree uh, from the majority for totally different reasons. And I, and I think he might be on to something, but unfortunately... Uh, the rest of the justices, including Justice Thomas, knew what was at stake here. And so they were kind of, they, they were forced their hand. And if you like Title 42, what do you hear about Section 212? Uh, it's coming up in just a second. So where do we go from here? Well, here are the oral arguments are scheduled in February of 2023. That means we're not going to get a Supreme Court ruling on Title 42 and its current uh, construct until June, perhaps. So it's a, it's a brief sigh of relief. It's a reprieve. Uh, Joe Biden was asked, uh, you know, his thoughts on the court's ruling uh, yesterday. The court is not going to decide until June, apparently. And uh, in the meantime, we have to enforce it. But I think it's overdue. Yeah, and he says we have to enforce it. Well, well, why do you have to enforce it? You aren't enforcing immigration law now. uh, So why do you think you have to enforce this Supreme Court ruling? I'm a little bit uh, uh, bemused and um, baffled at uh, Joe Biden chair-picking which laws he decides he's going to enforce. 
There are all laws passed statutorily by Congress and signed by previous presidents should be enforced under Article 2, Section 3 of the Constitution. The president shall faithfully execute the laws of the United States. And he hasn't done that. It is an impeachable offense, but good luck with that. So he's uh, full of bulldookie, as you know. Uh, the um, head of the Border Patrol Union, Brandon Judd, says, look, this is what happens when you actually do enforce the law. If we actually held people in place or if we re-implemented remain in Mexico, um, we would see illegal border crossings drop to, to 45-year lows. And when they drop, we're able to go after the cartels. Texas Congressman Michael uh, Burgess, who's also a doctor, said, look, the administration has been lying uh, to the American people, saying they're, the border is secure, there are no open borders, they're enforcing the laws, and it really is up to Congress to fix this. You've got to establish security, you've got to establish operational control, and you hear some uh, some people talk about, well, we're going to do some type of comprehensive legislation before the end of the year. No, you're not. No, you're not. And stop stop lying to people. Yeah, well, that's exactly what they uh, specialize in. They excel in lying to the American people. Uh, and instead, their priorities are all out of whack, like funding 87,000 IRS agents to be unleashed on the uh, law-abiding citizens of this country. Defund the 87,000 IRS agents that the Biden administration tried to push for, reallocate that money to help get the necessary man force that we need. Uh, and that'd be great if uh, we didn't have this uh, $1.7 trillion uh, omnibus bill, which Mitch McConnell and many Republicans betrayed us on, basically tying the hands of what we can fund and defund until uh, September uh, 30th of, uh, of 2023. That's how much of a poison pill uh, that bill was. And you can thank the swamp creatures, the Democrats, the rhinos, uh, that uh, must be, um, we must get rid of these rhinos uh, at the uh, ballot box as soon as possible. Um, so, again, just to uh, to sum up, and by the way, Tony Gonzalez, he's a congressman from Texas, yeah, he said that, uh, look, and, and this is the solution. Everybody knows what the solution is, but nobody's willing to do it. The only way this gets solved is if Congress and, and the administration come together to, one, ensure that the, the uh, laws are enforced, but also come up with something sensible, maybe work visas, uh, you know, amnesty, that's dead on arrival, uh, deportation probably doesn't make a lot of sense. But work visas, I think, is an area that we can build out and grow from there. Yeah, well, again, uh, good luck. Uh, th- this has been punted down the, the or the can has been kicked down the road every administration including the reagan administration punted this except when it came to trump trump tackled it head-on not only did he do that with the title 42 he also um basically invoked section 212 uh and we'll get to that here in just a second but uh trump was the first one to really uh take the immigration issue head-on uh, take it by the bull by the horns and do something about it uh, Reagan was bamboozled into signing the um, Amnesty Act of 1987, uh, which uh, he was told was going to end it. Instead, uh, the uh, however many uh, th- three million illegal aliens in the country in 1987 has now turned into 30 million illegal aliens. So that's the uh, that's the real uh, epidemic that we're facing here: uncontrolled, uh, open borders. Uh, we've lost our sovereignty. We've lost our culture, and we're losing our common language as well. And that is usually uh, spells the end of um, just guys people how uh, the folks of rome how that ended with them uh, many many moons ago but but here's the language of title 42 whenever the surgeon general determines that by the reason of the existence of any communicable disease in a foreign country there is serious danger of the introduction of such disease into the united states and that this danger is so increased by the introduction of persons or property from such country that a suspension of the right to introduce such persons and property is required in the interest of the public health the Surgeon General, 
in accordance with regulations approved by the president, shall have the power to prohibit, in whole or in part, the introduction of persons and property from such countries or places as he shall designate in order to avert such danger and for such period of time as he may deem necessary for such purpose. If you've ever gone to a uh, from a, a country outside the United States and tried to bring back agricultural stuff or uh, introduce agricultural stuff into Hawaii or some of you know that has to go into quarantine because they're worried about uh, pests and communicable diseases. Same thing. I don't I mean uh, to um, to label any illegal alien as a pest, but more as, um, again, a person that is possible of communicating disease, be it uh, COVID-19, be it tuberculosis, be it smallpox, be it German measles. We've seen an explosion in uh, some of these communicable, communicable diseases, which he pretty much had under wraps until this illegal immigration uh, had uh, been uh, under control under Trump. And now, of course, it's out of control under Biden. Uh, but Title Eight is what we go back to. Uh, for these people seeking asylum, and they have a right. If they come here seeking asylum, our, our immigration and nationality uh, laws uh, basically say that they have a right to be heard. And they may be fleeing political or religious persecution, whatever. That's who we are as a nation. We're a welcoming nation. Uh, but again, we're overwhelmed at our southern border. We don't have enough immigration judges. There's aren't, not enough facilities to take care of people. So they're basically distributed throughout the country uh, with the help of these NGOs. More on that on a future episode. Don't have time today. Um, but that's where we are. You go back to Title Eight. But there is one other uh, section that you should be uh, made aware of. It is Section 212 of our Immigration and Naturalization Act. Uh, and uh, here's what it says. Quote, whenever the president finds that the entry of any aliens or of any class of aliens into the United States would be detrimental to the interests of the United States, he may, by proclamation, and for such period as he shall deem necessary, suspend the entry of all aliens or any class of aliens as immigrants or non-immigrants, or impose on the entry of aliens any restrictions he may deem to be appropriate. So to put Section 212 into context, the preceding Section 212 of the Immigration Nationality Act contains the grounds of inadmissibility reflecting Congress's determinations as to which aliens should be admitted to the United States and on what terms and which aliens should be barred from admission. But Section 212F trumps all previous sections, at least when it comes to admissibility. Basically, Section 212A of the INA, Congress says certain aliens may be admitted to the United States but then allows the president say that none of them are. How broad is the authority? Well, the Supreme Court, in its landmark 2018 decision, Trump versus Hawaii, upheld the president has every right uh, to make that determination. He and or she alone can do that. They don't need Congress. So, Joe Biden, when you hear Karine Jean-Pierre or Alejandro Mayorkas or any one of these uh, Biden administration officials say there's nothing we can do, oh, yeah, there is. And the buck stops here, and it's on Joe Biden's desk. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. Thanks again for joining us there for the KC Commentary on the Title 42 and our immigration laws. We will do another commentary this coming Friday, heading into the New Year's uh, Eve and New Year's weekend. Remember to download, subscribe, rate, and review, and be with us for the, uh, the commentary on Friday. And until then, remember to stay free. Stay free.